Welcome to a brand new episode of Shakespeare Saga by Julia George. Today marks the 217th episode of Shakespeare Saga, and we are continuing with Shakespeare's playwright Much Ado About Nothing. Act 2, Scene 3. A major promotions of Awara Bank, the best online banking service, Google Pay for all your international money transfers, and the Zenities app, the best meditation app to try, try today on Amazon App Stores. So without any further delay, let me continue with Much Ado About Nothing, Act 2, Scene 3. Enter Benedict alone. Benedict. Boy, enter boy. Boy, signor. Benedict, in my chamber window lies a book. Bring it hither to me in the accord. In the orchard. Boy, I am here already, sir. Benedict, I know that, but I would have the hence and here again boy exits. I do much wonder that one man, seeing how much another man is a fool when he dedicates his behaviors to love, will, after he hath laughed at such shallow follows, follies in others, become the argument of his own scorn by falling in love. And such a man is Claudio. I have known when there was no music with him, but the drum and the fife. And now, had he rather hear the tabor and the pipe? I have known when he would have walked ten mile foot to see a good armor. And now, will he lie in ten nights awake? carving the fashion of a new doublet, he was wanted to speak plain and to the purpose, like an honest man and a soldier. And now, is he turned orthography? His words are a very fantastical banquet. Just so, many strange dishes. May I be so converted and see with these eyes? I cannot tell. I think not. I will not be sworn, but love may transform me to an oyster. But I'll take my oath on it till he have made an oyster of me. He shall never make me such a fool. One woman is fair, yes, yet I am well. Another is wise, yet I am well. Another virtuous, yet I am well. But till all graces be in one woman, one woman shall not come in my grace. Rich she she shall be, that's certain. Wise or I'll none, virtuous or I'll never cheapen her. Fair or I'll never look on her. Mild or come not near me, noble or not I for an angel of good discourse, an excellent musician, and her hair shall be what color it please, gauze, ha, the prince, and monsieur, love, 
I will hide me in the ark. He hides. Interpris, Leonardo, Fario, and Balthazar with music. Prince, come, shall we hear the music? Fario, ye my good lord, how still the evening is, as hushed on purpose to grace harmony. Prince, aside to Claudio, see you where Benedict hath hid himself? Claudio, oh, very well, my lord. The music ended. We'll fit the kid fox with a pennyworth. Prince, come, Balthazar, we'll hear the song again. Balthazar, oh, good, my lord, tax not so bad a voice to slander music any more than once. Prince, it is witness still of excellency to put a strange face on his own perfection. I pray thee, sing, and let me woo no more, Balthasar. Because you talk of wooing, I will sing. Since many of a word doeth comments his suit, to her he thinks not worthy. Yet he woos, yet will he swear he loves. Nay, pray thee come. Prince, oh, if thou wilt hold longer argument, do it in notes. Balthazar. Note this before my notes. There is not a note of mine that's worth the noting. Prince, why? These are very crotches that he speaks. Notes, notes, forsooth, and nothing. Music plays. Benedict sighed. Now divine air, now is his soul ravished. It is not strange that sheep's guts should hale souls out of men's bodies. Well, a horn of for my money. Well, all's done. Balthasar sings. Sigh no more, ladies, sigh no more. Men were deceivers ever. One foot in sea and one on shore. To one thing constant never. Then sigh not so. But let them go, and be you, Blithy and Bonnie, converting all your sounds of woo into hey, nonny, nonny. Sing no more, deities, sing no more. Of dumps so dull and heavy, that fraud of men was ever so, since summer first was levy. Then sigh not so, but let them go. And be you pleathy and bonny, converting all your sounds of woe into hey, nonny, nonny. Prince, by my trot, a good song, Balthazar, an ill singer, my lord. Ha, no, no, faith, thou singest well enough for a shift. Benedict aside. And he had been a dog that should have howled thus, they would have hanged him. And I pray God had his bad voice bawled no mischief. I had as leaf have heard the night raven. Come what plague could have come for after it. Prince, yeah? Mary, doest thou cure Balthazar? 
I pray thee, get us some excellent music for tomorrow night. We would have it at the ladies' hero's chamber window. Balthazar, the best I can, my lord. Prince, do so. Farewell. Balthazar exits. Come hither, Leonardo. What has it you told me of today? That your niece Beatrice was in love with Signor Benedict? Claudio. Oh, I. Aside to Prince. Stock on, stock on. The foul sits. I'd never think that lady would have loved any man. Leonardo. No, nor I neither. But most wonderful that she should so dote on Signor Benedict, whom she hath in all outward behaviors seemed ever to abhor. Benedict aside. Is it possible? Sits the wind in that corner? Leonardo. By my troth, my lord, I cannot tell what to think of it, but that she loves him with an enraged affection. It is the past, the infinite of thought. Prince, maybe she doeth her counterfeit. Claudio, faith like enough. Leonardo, oh gosh, counterfeit. There was never counterfeit of passion. Come so near the life of passion as she discovers it. Prince, why? What effects of passion shows she? Claudio, aside to Leonardo. Bait the hook well. This fish will bite. Leonardo, what effects, my lord? She will sit you. You heard my daughter tell you how. Claudio, she did indeed. Prince, how? How, I pray you. You amaze me. I would have thought her spirit had been invincible against all assaults of affection. Leonardo, I would have sworn it had. My lord, especially against Benedict. Benedict aside. I should think this a gull, but that the white bearded fellow speaks it. Knavery cannot, sure, hide himself in a such reverence. Claudio, aside to Prince. He hath tamed the infection. Hold it up, Prince. Hath she made her affection known to Benedict? Leonardo. No, and swears she never will. That's her torment. Claudio, tis true indeed. So your daughter says. Shall I? Says she, that have so oft encountered with him, scorn right to him that I love him. Leonardo, this says she now, when she is beginning to write to him. For she'll be up twenty times a night, and there will she sit in her smock till she have writ a sheer of sheet of paper. My daughter tells us all. Claudio, now you talk of a sheet of paper. I remember a pretty jest your daughter told. Azov. Leonardo, oh, when she had writ it was reading it over she found. Benedict and Beatrice between the sheets. Claudio, that? Leonardo, oh, she tore the letter into a thousand half pence, railed at 
herself that she should be so immodest to write to one that she knew would flout her. I measure him, says she, by my own spirit, for I should flout him if he writ off to me. Yeah, though I love him, I should, Claudio. Then down upon her knees she falls, weeps, sobs, beats her heart, tear, tears her hair, prays, curses, O oh, sweet Benedict, God give me patience. Leonardo. She doeth indeed, my daughter says so. And the ecstasy hath so much overborne her that my daughter is sometimes afeard she will do a desperate outrage to herself. It is very true, Prince. It were good that Benedict knew of it by some other. If she will not discover it, Claudio, to what end? He would make but a sport of it and torment the poor lady worse, Prince, and he should, it were an alms to hang him. She's an excellent sweet lady, and out of all suspicion she is virtuous. Claudio, she is exceeding wise, Prince, in everything but in loving Benedict. Leonardo, oh my lord, wisdom and blood combating in so tender a body. We have ten proofs to one that blood had the victory. I'm sorry for her, as I have just cause, being her uncle and her guardian, Prince. I would see she had bestowed this dotage on me. I would have daffled all other respects and made her half myself. I pray you till Benedict off it and hear what he will say, Leonardo. Word good, thank you. Claudio, hero thinks surely she will die. For she says she will die if he love her not, and she will die ere she make her love known, and she will die if he woo her rather than she will bait one breath of her accustomed crossness. Prince, she doeth well if she should make tender of her love. Tis very possible he'll scorn it, for the man as of no all hath a contemptible spirit. Claudio, he is very proper man. Prince, he hath indeed a good outward happiness. Claudio, before God's, and in my mind, very wise. Prince, he doeth indeed show some sparks that are like wit, Claudio, and I take him to be valiant. Prince, as Hector, I assure you, and in the managing of quarrels you may say he is wise, for either he avoids them with great discretion or undertakes them with most Christian-like fear. Leonardo, if he do fear God, he must necessarily keep peace. If he break the peace, he ought to enter into a quarrel with fear and trembling. Prince, and so will he do, for the man doeth fear God, howsoever seems not in him by some 
large chests he will make. Well, I am sorry for your niece. Shall we go seek Benedict and I tell him of her love? Claudio. Never tell him. My lord, let her wear it out with good counsel. Leonardo. Nay, that's impossible. She may wear her heart out first, prince. Well, we will hear further of it by your daughter. Let it cool the while. I love Benedict well, and I could wish he would modestly examine himself to see how much he is unworthy so good a lady. Leonardo, my lord, will you walk? Dinner is ready. Leonardo, Prince, and Claudio began to exit. Claudio, aside to Prince and Leonardo, if he do not dote on her upon this, I will never trust my expectation. Prince, aside to Leonardo. Let there be the same net spread for her, and that must your daughter and her gentlewoman carry. The sport will be when they hold one in an opinion, another's dotage, and no such matter. That's the scene that I would see, which will be merely a dumb show. Let us send her to call him into dinner. Prince Leonardo and Claudia exit. Benedict, coming forward. This can be no trick. The conference was sadly born. They have the truth of this from Hero. They seem to pity the lady. It seems her affections have their full bent. Love me? Wyatt must be requited. I hear how I am concerned. They say I will bear myself proudly. If I perceive the love come from her, they say too that she will rather die than give any sign of affection. I did never think to marry. I must not seem proud. Happy are they that hear their detractions and can put them to mending. They say the lady's fair. Tis a truth I can bear them witness. And virtuous tis so. I cannot reprove it, and wise but for loving me. By my troth, it is no addition to her wit, nor no great argument of her folly, for I will be horribly in love with her. I may chance him some odd quirks and remnants of wit broken on me because I've railed so long against marriage, but doeth not the appetite alter. A man loved the meat in his youth that he cannot endure in his age. Shall quips and sentences and these paper bullets of the brain awe a man from the career of his humor? No, the world must be peopled. When I said I would be, would die a bachelor, I did not think I should live till I were married. Here comes Beatrice. By the day, she's fair, lady. I do spy some marks of love in her. 
Enter Beatrice. Beatrice, against my will, I am sent to bid you come in to dinner. Benedict. Fair Beatrice, I thank you for your pains. Beatrice, I took no more pains for those thanks than you take pains to thank me. If it had been painful, I would not have come. Benedict, you take pleasure then in the message. Beatrice, yeah. Just so much as you may take upon a knife's point and choke a door withal. You have no stomach, Signor. Fare you well. She exits. Benedict. Ha! Against my will, I am sent to bid you come into dinner. There's a double meaning in that. I took no more pains for those things than you took pains to thank me. That's as much as to say. Any pains that I take for you is as easy as thanks. If I do not take pity of her, I'm a villain if I do not love her. I'm a Jew, I will go get her picture. He exits. Next is Act 3, Scene 1. We'll continue that in another episode. Appreciate the listens. That's it for this one.